I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. We're your host, Andrew Schleich. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and feature on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Happy birthday, Andrew! <laughs> Thank you. It is my birthday. It is also my wife's birthday. Whoa! It's also Moti's birthday. It's Whoa. also my friend Jared's birthday. Everyone in your car right now, you got to wish happy, happy, say happy birthday, Andrew, out loud. <laughs> say it right now. It's a big birthday day. Uh, and last night was the draft lottery, and Woo! I love the draft lottery. And it was and, a good one. Oh, my goodness. It, the, the drama behind last night's lottery was so incredible. The moment that you heard that the Lakers had made it in the top four, like my heart just sank. I'm just like, no. No, 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 no. This cannot happen. And then you find out the Grizzlies moved up. The Grizzlies were supposed to have the eighth pick. You're like, okay, I like that. And then New Orleans moves up. They were supposed to have the seventh pick. You're like, okay, I like that too. And you find out that New York's in there too. And this, the drama behind like waiting on the top four was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was great. I love the new flattened odds. I think it definitely worked out at least for one year. Yeah. Um, it just... I don't know if it's going to destroy tanking because I still think there's a huge incentive to get out of the bottom three. Mm, like if, yeah. if you go look at the odds, the odds are completely flat at the bottom three. So like the 14, 13 and 12th team. And then if you get to that 11th spot, which the T-Wolves were in this year, you dramatically increase your odds. It's like it increases it by three times. And then if you get to the 10th spot, you double that. So I do think there's going to be that sort of tanking mm-hmm. for, for teams who are like borderline playoff around February. But as far as the top teams, there really didn't seem it, it did not help you that much this year. I mean, Atlanta dropped three spots. Actually, like all of those teams dropped three spots. Yep. Uh, Cleveland, everyone. So, yeah, it, it was very exciting. I didn't have the sheet in front of me. So, like, when a team would come up, I wouldn't immediately have a reaction. I had to, like, wait for them to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of annoying. But, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was great. I don't – I'm not thrilled with the Pelicans getting the first pick. I, I love it. I just, Why? Because it's hilarious. It's just, like, the most karma thing to happen for Anthony Davis. Because it's like, what's the best trade chip for Anthony Davis? Oh, that's right. The Pelicans already have it. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, it's just to me, it's just the funniest outcome. It's what I actually, I did, I don't know that I predicted it, but I had been saying that like that's what I want. I want the Pelicans to get it, and I, I just could not stop laughing when I found out that they had that. They're, they're in like good position now, and they can they trade AD and get a nice, get some nice young players back, and you have Zion. Like you can end up with Jason Tatum and Zion potentially. Uh, like that's pretty great. I mean, that's... yeah, because not only did they get the first pick, but two of the most likely 
trade candidates picked up a really good asset. So the yep. Knicks got the third pick and the Lakers got the fourth pick. Yep. So that in and of itself is also a win for the Pelicans. Also, we don't have to have this Kendrick Perkins conversation about Phoenix getting the number one pick and then people say like, well, John Morant might be the better fit around that core. And <laughs> I, I'm just so glad we don't have to have that conversation because I think it's just really dumb. Like if you think that Zion is the best player and everybody seems to think that anybody that you know, covers the NBA drafts is that it's him and he's like alone on an island. And you're talking about fit when you're talking about Phoenix fit like is fit the biggest concern they have no like give me a break i'm so glad we don't have to talk about that for like two, like a, a month i mean it's that was a blessing in itself yeah so the pelicans are in this position where they could really blow up everything and get like I, the like i'm already thinking two steps forward now so it's like yeah the ad trade Shams said that AD hasn't changed his mind, that he mm-hmm. still wants to go. So I'm, I'm still assuming that they're going to want to trade AD and that he'll want to be traded. Yep. So then it's like the next step. It's like, well, could they get something for Drew and just like instantly have a young core yep. going into next season? Which would be exciting for them. I don't it really care. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's great for them. And then, well, actually, why don't we go ahead – so I want to I want to have you rank the assets, okay? So I'm going to list off all the assets, all the big assets from like the Knicks, Celtics, Lakers, and I'll throw in one Clipper. And uh, I'm just going to read them all first, and then okay. just tell me what you're like, what you think the top asset is. Okay. okay. So the the main ones are Jason Tatum, third pick this year, fourth pick this year, Lonzo, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Smith Jr., Mitchell Robinson. Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, he's he's hanging on by a thread on this list. Uh, Marcus Smart, probably shouldn't include him either. Yeah. Uh, the two Dallas picks, so the, these are the Dallas picks that went to the Knicks in the Chris Stapps deal, so a 2021 unprotected, and then a 2023 that's top 10 protected for three years, and then a second-round pick, so that one's a little less valuable. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Boston-Memphis pick which that one rolled over because the Grizzlies jumped into the top two. Well, actually, they dropped into the top eight. Yeah. They stayed in the top eight. So that one is protected one through six next year and then unprotected in 2021. And then Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So out of all those assets, would do you still take Jason Tatum as the best one? I think that he is the best one, yeah. He's proven it. And I know that this year wasn't great for him. But he's still been better than any of those guys, you know. Like, right. And I, I can't tell you like how I'd compare Jason Tatum and R.J. Barrett. Like I just, I have no clue, you know, who's going to be better. Um, so I would probably say Jason Tatum, and then I would probably say the third pick, just because I, yeah. I'm not enamored. Like maybe Jalen Brown is two, maybe. Because I I don't know if you know anybody three and beyond is gonna be better than Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown's pretty good, uh, but it'd probably be Tatum the third pick, Jalen Brown. Like I just maybe the number four pick, you know? I, right. I just don't I don't care for really any of those Lakers assets, especially now that we know that Brandon Ingram has this these health issues that like could be potentially career ending. Uh, like I'm just staying away from that. I mean, you can't afford to trade Anthony Davis 
and then get back a player that you don't know if they're going to play, you know, like you just don't know with something that serious. Like I just, I would just stay away. And we've heard that like the ownership group for the Lakers is like, or for the Pelicans, like, yeah, don't do business with the Lakers. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I would still probably, I would still prefer Boston. Um, and then the Knicks pick is probably what I would like best. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I kind of didn't realize this, but I was thinking that if you were going to make a case for the third pick, it's that hopefully for them, R.J. Barrett would fall. He's friends with Zion, so it would be like a nice way to ease him in. But Jason Tatum is a dookie too, so you could have another blue devil with him. That's right. So so that wouldn't be too bad either. Um, I, the, the thing that I came away from this, the lottery thinking, is that the Knicks package – is suddenly looking pretty good because I had forgotten about bad. those Dallas picks. Yeah. And Dennis, like, that, like Dennis Smith, like I don't, whatever you think about Dennis Smith, like he's still like a young athletic point guard too. Yeah. So if you could come away, I mean, you could be like looking at next year, their starting lineup. Like let's say they trade drew too. They could have Dennis Smith jr. They could have RJ Barrett. They could have Zion. They could have that unprotected 2021 Dallas pick, which who knows where that ends up, but yeah, It'll probably be in the teens somewhere. Mr. Robinson, then, like he's yeah, exactly. at least Mr. interesting. Robinson, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina. Say his name again. Who I really, I liked a lot and don't like as much as days go on. On the other hand, like Boston can. So this is the issue with Boston. They can't really. I mean, they can, but they can't really trade for AD until after July first, right? Yeah. If they want to keep both AD and Kyrie. Yeah, so you have to know. I mean, you have to know what Kyrie is going to do. So that means all of those picks they have this year, which now is like the 14th pick. I think it's the 20th and the 22nd. They're going to have to make those picks. So those are instantly going to become less valuable. Which is kind of crazy thinking about all those picks they had. After this season, they only have one more outstanding pick, and it's that Memphis pick. Wow. Where we're finally at the end. <laughs> and that Memphis pick could be pretty great. It could be. But, like, on the other hand, like, you think back to all those picks they had. And, like, we're here now. And you're looking at the Celtics like, well, they might blow it up this summer. <laughs> you'd be feel, I, If Kyrie was just committed, you'd feel a lot better about everything. You know? Yeah, totally. But he's, he's kind of screwing everything up for them. But that's what's so crazy. Like, so if they have to wait till July 1st. That gives the Knicks a, a ton of leverage because it's like, well, you could get this third pick now and make the pick for yourself mm-hmm. and just know everything on draft night. Or you can wait another seven days and who knows how teams feel about it at that point. I mean, if the if the Knicks all of a sudden on July 1st get a signal that, oh, Kyrie's actually going to L.A. and, oh, Kevin Durant's actually going to stay in Golden State. Are yep. they going to be as interested in trading that third pick for Anthony Davis, who no. now is going to be on another bad team? No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the range of outcomes for this summer and like how the league shifts is it's all over the place. I, mean, I, I should have no clue what's going to happen. What, a, what, what day is the draft? I'm already excited. June 20th. June 20th. That seems a little earlier than normal. That's uh, good. It's about the same day. Okay, well, it feels earlier. 
we are having a draft party. Um, I'm in the process of setting up our mock draft uh, competition. Oh, nice. It will be in a new and cool, cool, cool location. Luke's living room. Luke's living room. No, it's a, a place downtown that's relatively new. Crystal's. Crystal's Pizza. No, it's <laughs> they do have a large screen that okay. we'll be able to watch the draft on. It's going to be incredible. A it's a little hint for everyone. So we'll be we will be uh, advertising that soon, and it's going to be so much fun. We've had so much fun every year we've done it. We've had a ton of people come out. We'll have a big prize package for whoever wins the mock draft competition. You have to be present to win. It's going to be super fun. So, uh, and stay look, tuned. Whoever, whoever wins it this year is going to deserve it because looking at the mock drafts immediately after, they are so all over the board. Oh, man. Like it, the ringer <laughs> has R.J. Barrett going number two to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm assuming that's based on something. I mean, I, I just assumed John Morant was locked in at number two, which Sam Bassini has him at number two. It seems like it really gets interesting at number four because Vecini has Jared Culver from Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, let's see. The ringer has DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then shout out to uh, NBADraft.net. <laughs> <laughs> Who has not updated their website since last <laughs> night. Wait, have they really not? No, the last time they updated it was the 30th of April. <laughs> well, give them some time. They're crunching the numbers over there. But they got uh, Rui Hachimura going forward. <laughs> Why did they have Rui there? I like Rui, but not like that. I mean, that's crazy. But it seems like that fourth pick is where everything – like th- th- there is a consensus top three, and then it's like who – I don't know who you want. Right. Yeah. I, that's <clears> – it's, it's a bunch of guys that I think are going to be good, but like not stars. Um. It's very interesting because there's. I feel like there's going to be guys like five through twenty-five. And it's like, yeah, I don't know who's going to be better. You know, uh, it's going to be a weird draft after that. And I do, I do feel like the more I'm kind of looking at some of these prospects, that like the Thunder are going to get somebody good at twenty-one. I feel like there's yeah. guys that are going to be available that are good role players. Some guys, there's a lot of older guys in this draft too that could come in, and I feel like there's guys that could play right away. So I'm super excited for this for this draft and kind of see what Sam does because it's this is like a it feels like a a, a role player draft outside of Zion. And I'm really interested to see who they could potentially get in a trade. I just want to know like what the caliber of player is. You mean for the 21st pick? Yeah, yeah. I just want to know like what you could get. Yeah, to me, I would be surprised. I mean, when was the last time the Thunder traded a first-round pick and got a player at the draft? Never. Have yeah. they ever done it? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think they have. And I and a team, and this is just something to keep in mind. I it does make sense to try to flip flip this pick and try to get a player, but the Thunder are trying to save money, you know, in any way they can. And if you can, if they're, if the ownership group is saying, yeah, keep this team together, that's fine. And you can draft a guy you feel like you can play today. Like you cannot find that kind of value, you know, out there. Like it's just not there. And so if you can, if you can draft somebody, 
and there's guys out there I feel like could play today, and they can be like your eighth or ninth guy. Like that's about the best value you can get. And so I think the Thunder probably I would be shocked if they traded it. But yeah, it would be interesting uh, to see what the value is. I have no clue. In another example of how crazy this draft is going to be, Sam Vecini has uh, someone you and Mikey talked about a long time, uh, Bol Bol, mm-hmm. going to the Thunder at 21. Yep. And then the ringer has Bol Bol going at 12. Yeah. that he's He is terrifying in that he is seven foot three, so skinny, and broke his foot. You're like, oh, great. Like, is this guy ever going to play in the NBA? But if he does, man... I would love it if the Thunder drafted him. He's not it's not necessarily a position of need, but the guy can just flat out shoot the basketball. And he may not be ready this year to play, but if he can play next year and next year's like your last kind of run with this group and you have a a guy like Bull Bull that can just, you know, hit 50% of his corner threes, like that would be a great guy to have. Yeah. So, I'm a I'm a huge fan of him. Um, but it's, it's a risk. No, no doubt. It's a risk. But yeah, so many of these guys have huge ranges. It seems like huge. Yeah. I have no clue. Like Brandon Clarkson, another guy that has kind of a, a huge range too. And I would love it if, I think if he went to Minnesota, I think that makes so much sense. He's a guy that I feel like doesn't make sense with everybody, but Minnesota, if he played power forward next to, um, Carl Towns, like he'd be great. It'd be great for them. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about this draft. I think it's gonna be a really fun draft. And the you're right, the whoever wins this mock draft challenge is like going to be the true winner because I just don't think that you know really two through thirty, like who knows? Right. Um, and there's guys like in the second round, probably through like the thirty seventh ish pick. That you're like, yeah, they could be a first round pick or they could be a second round pick. I have no idea. Um, yeah, this is going to be a, a year where there's you hear about a lot of promises. Oh, the Thunder, so they maybe have already promised somebody. They love they love to promise guys. <laughs> I should scroll to whoever is mocked at sixty, and that's probably who <laughs> right. they promised. <laughs> they promised Jonte Porter, who if he wasn't hurt, I'd really like. But he like tore his ACL twice, I think. That's, hey, was that both the same knee? I think it is. Oh. Um, I was, so I was looking at – so the Grizzlies, we, we said they moved up to two. So yeah. their pick rolls over to next year where it's protected top one through six and then unprotected in 2021. That reminded me that Adam Silver announced this week that the one-and-done rule is likely to be done by the 2022 draft. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at who owes a pick for that draft. There are currently only two – 2022 first round picks that have been traded and one of them is the thunder (laughs) great so but it's lottery protected but yeah the thunder this was from the carmelo trade they they're they're sending their 2022 first round pick to atlanta protected one through 14 and then Mm -hmm. milwaukee has already sent their 2022 first round pick to cleveland only protected top uh top 10 well you can't say the Thunder aren't trying out there, guys. They're trading their picks. I just want so many picks in the double draft. If no, if no. Sam Presti just decided, I'm just going to blow this team up, I'm just going to try to get as many picks in the double draft as I can. <laughs> and then, of course, it would turn out the double draft would like move back a year to like 2023. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, 2022, I mean, the Thunder may be blown up by then. Like, that's yeah, a sincere possibility. But then you're going to have, like, a half draft the year after. <laughs> right, the half draft. The half draft. You'll have the double draft and then the half draft. Yeah, that's so going to be... look forward to. That's going like to be terrible. Years. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we mentioned that the Knicks moved up to three. The Lakers moved up to four. They only had a 9.4% chance yeah, of getting a top The Lakers just did not pick. need... They did not deserve that. They deserved to fall. That was just such garbage. They're supposed to be the 11th pick. Like, come on. Like, they needed, they needed to fall to 13 or something. That's such garbage. I hate that. Now, which of these teams who fell three spots do you think are have, have been screwed the worst? Who could have most used this? So you have Cleveland, Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, and Washington. Um, Probably, I mean, Chicago needed needed it probably better than most most of all like cleveland no way like get cleveland just somebody take their oh, pick from them i was so happy when i saw their name come up at five dude i know i would have been so mad if they got zion like it's just it's just, it just feels gross like it just feels like ugh. like why do you why would we want that to happen so i was glad that they fell uh i just i mean atlanta would have been really fun but it's not like they need you know a top another top tier guy um, cause if they got, you know, DeAndre Hunter, Jarrett Culver, somebody like that, even Cam Reddish would be kind of interesting for them. Uh, you know, that's fine. Like they'll be fine. And they've got a ton of picks too. I think they've yeah. got like five picks in this draft, which is pretty awesome. They're like doing everything the right way in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard from people that we shouldn't be as upset for Chicago because if they weren't going to get the two to take Jaw, the other point guards are kind of – there's going to be a couple right in that range. Yeah. And that's who they're focusing on. Yeah, Darius Garland would be the other one, I would guess. Um, I don't know who else. Like, Who else is the other point guard in that range? Really, probably Darius Garland would be the guy. Uh, what about the guy from uh, North Carolina? Oh, Kobe White. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much of a like pure point guard he is. Yeah, that must have been the only other one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you have uh, Atlanta got their pick from the Luka Doncic trade. So yep. they got the tenth pick from Dallas. So they're gonna have the eight and the ten, which is whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that kind of sucks because they, they were slotted to have the fifth and the ninth. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, and then you have Minnesota, Charlotte, Miami, and Boston. Man, I feel like Charlotte and Miami have just <laughs> been in this range for so long. Oh, for real. Like how many years <laughs> have the Heat had the 13th pick in the draft? It feels like yeah. forever. Yeah, they're, those teams kind of feel stuck, you know? Oh, got, especially, yeah. I mean, Charlotte, imagine if Kemba leaves and they don't really get an opportunity to, like, blow it up. Like, they could, he could leave for nothing, and then they just have this 12th pick, and then they're going to have to have their, like, really bad year next season yep. just to get a top pick next year. And then you could Oops. end up being Phoenix or Cleveland and have, like, the second or third best odds and then fall to, like, five or six. Like, you could... With, yeah, and that's the thing. Whenever you have four teams and not three, like the the room to drop 
is pretty big. You know, Atlanta dropped three spots. Like, you could drop three spots, which in a draft is huge. That's a huge range. And so, like, that, that's, it's scary. The flattened odds are kind of scary for these teams that are going to be really bad. You know, Charlotte, I think that most everybody thinks that Kemba will leave unless he just takes the money. And also, it just makes no sense for him to stay. Like, what are you staying for? You're going to have your legacy in Charlotte? Like, that's cool. Like, if you maybe you just really like the area. I don't know. But not for the team. I mean, it's just it's just a bad... They're just in a really bad spot. They're in a really bad spot. I just... You don't want to rely... I just don't know that you can rely on tanking to get you where you want to go now. You know, you can be bad and then try to get the best odds, but... Man, like this this year shows that like you can't just be one of the worst three teams and then you know luck into it. You just you can't do that. Yeah, the things that these type of teams and it could be OKC one day now has to value more are things that are more low yield. So like scouting, but more scouting for guys in the second round. Yeah, because that's still a guarantee if you have your pick, and then trying to find random guys like Deontay, you know, or random G League guys mm-hmm. that you can bring in and develop in your system. Like that's where you can all, that's where you can bank money now. Like if you have a really good scouting department or an NBA scouting department to bring in those type of guys, that's where you can get value now because you cannot count on the top of the draft anymore. Yeah. And you just have to be good at the draft anyways. I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference finals right now, there's not one lottery pick on either team. Yeah, it's true. Which is a, a super interesting thing. And if, I mean, had that Kawhi shot not fallen, like there would be, there might be a lot of lottery picks <laughs> in the Eastern Conference Finals. But you just, like the good GMs are the good GMs that have good ownership groups. And those those are the guys that have the advantage over everybody else. Some You're going to get lucky. Like some teams are going to get lucky. The Pelicans got extremely lucky. And they're going to have a chance to you know, rebuild and and maybe quickly because if you get you get Zion, you get one other like blue chip guy, like you're already on your way. Like it's I mean, Charlotte has gone like a decade and gotten like one blue chip guy. You know, and if you can get two and that's why the Anthony Davis trade is so important to them that they do get another blue chip guy like like Jason Tatum. Um and if you can't do that, if you think that R.J. Barrett's one of those guys, then you just go get that third pick. Like to me, you like and unless you love the guys at four, like just don't mess around with that Lakers deal. Like just don't do it. Or even the even the Knicks. Like if you don't love R.J. Barrett, if you don't think that he is a blue chip guy, like don't mess around with that deal. Just wait. Like somebody's going to come forward with a good trade for Anthony Davis that has a blue chip young guy in it. Like you just wait. You just don't. You don't just do the deal because you get all these guys. Like to me, like all those Lakers guys, I just it's just kind of a, it's a gross package. And you're gonna like, yeah, we got all these young guys. Look, our our rosters got so much potential. It's like really, you got one guy with a lot of potential, and then you got all these other guys that could be like maybe nice fits around him. Like maybe, uh, but you really want to try to get another blue chip guy, uh, and they have the opportunity. Yeah, looking through these lottery teams, because you're just mentioning, you know, it's it's really going to be about the strength of your GMs going forward. How many of these GMs do you actually feel good about? I mean, David Griffin, I feel pretty good about. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> the guys in Atlanta <clears throat> yeah, feel Travis good about. Clank. Um, I'm really interested. One of the teams that I'm under the radar interested in is the Timberwolves. Yeah, because they they brought in a guy from the Houston Rockets who the last time we saw a Daryl Morey product come out, it was Sam Hinkie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this guy is going to be like Sam Hinkie, but I do think coming out of that Daryl Morey tree means that you're going to be a little bit more aggressive yeah. at doing things. And so I don't know if that means a Wiggins deal is imminent, but I'm just really interested to see what he does this summer. Where does Wiggins go? Who wants who wants to trade for Wiggins? Um, Legit question. I'm not trying to make fun of Andrew Wiggins right now. Oh, no, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't Cleve- know. <laughs> trade him back to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. For Kevin Love. Yes, K Love and Towns. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I kind of hate that. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't. I mean, if I was the Thunder before the Paul George trade, like you maybe think about it. Not for Oladipo, but you'd like cobble up some some guys and like a pick, and then try to trade for him. But you. You, they can't possibly get something, you know, of tremendous value for him. He's making twenty five million dollars. Well, okay. What about this? Okay. If you're the, if you're the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you have the second pick now. You can take Ja Morant, your point guard of the future. You tried to trade Mike Conley at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. He's only got two years left now. His final year is colored in red on the <laughs> website I'm looking at, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, w- would you be interested? You have a young team. the The money doesn't really mean that much. You're not going to be good for a few years, anyways. Try to build a young core, maybe. I'm trying to sell you. I don't know. He seems like a guy that's just going to end up on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a Spurs guy. He's such a he's such a 2018, 19, 20 Spur. Him, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a tough yeah, one. It won't be easy, but I still think we should keep our eye on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should keep our eye on Anthony Tolliver. Because <laughs> he's available. <laughs> Never take my eyes off. For the Thunder. Actually, like a few of their forwards are pretty interesting um, for the Thunder. Like Tolliver's is pretty interesting. What about Todd Gibson? No. Why? For the Thunder? For th- as a free agent? To do what? To be the backup big. Oh, the backup center? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because when he was here, he really just played power forward. He played so some power forward. Thinking. He wouldn't start, but he played some power forward. Yeah, I mean, I like Taj, but I, I don't know. I mean, isn't the whole point we're trying to get more shooting this summer? I mean, that's kind of the point. Shooting yeah. or bust. So give me Tolliver. <laughs> yeah, Tolliver. I wish they would. Um, I wish they'd be willing to trade Robert Covington. Yeah, he'd be kind that's of perfect. I like. <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, Billy Donovan? Yeah, let's talk about Billy Donovan. He's uh, he's getting lunch at certain spots around the country. Yes, uh, our man on the beat, Kent Sterling, 
tweeted out, Billy Donovan and his wife were spotted eating lunch Metzger's. Okay, first of all, he left out the word at. He was so excited <laughs> to get out this information. He left out the word at. Eating lunch Metzger's German restaurant with a realtor in Ann Arbor. So did you hear this as a joke? Not only did I hear it a joke, I heard it from his own mouth. Okay. Because I watched his hit show on breakfast or breakfast with Kent. Yeah, breakfast with Kent. <laughs> you, how, did you watch the full episode? Uh, I skipped around. Okay. Because I, I didn't know he was going to address it. So I was real just, I was so confused by what was happening. <laughs> but before we go into this, Andrew, I found out a lot more about Kim Sterling. Okay, okay. And I, I think it's going to change your view on him. Okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So I actually feel bad for him now. Oh, no. <laughs> so up until February 27th of this year, he was the host of a daily three-hour sports radio show on WXNT CBS Sports Indianapolis. Okay, so he was like he was like a Traber guy. Okay, yeah. He had a show every single day, but then his station was sold oh. to a dirty, evil conglomerate. No. And Kent lost his job. Kent. He was forced to start his own website at KentSterling.com, where each morning he stands two inches away from his phone. <laughs> On Periscope, in what I assume is his beautiful backyard. It looks really really nice, yeah. And he talks about sports for 17 minutes in a segment he calls Breakfast with Kent. I like him now, because this poor guy, he's middle-aged, he just lost his job, he's trying to figure out this new digital media landscape. He's out in his backyard at 8.15 (laughs) a.m. trying to figure out how to work Periscope. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're so right. What's he going to do in the winter, Andrew? How is he going to go out into the backyard at 8.15 a.m. on Periscope? Where does he live? we got to give Kent a break. He lives somewhere around Indianapolis, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, well, he's screwed then. Yeah, he's got to take that indoors. Now, on, on Breakfast with Kent, he's explained that this was a joke. The, the tweet was a joke in reference to a tweet from 2017 when Justin Albers tweeted that Billy Donovan and his wife flew into Monroe County Airport on a Cessna Citation jet today <laughs> visit with Indiana Brass, per sources, which is a very funny tweet because he even named the type of plane it was. Right, right. This guy was – now, in this case, I actually think that guy, like, really thought he was right because it oh, took yeah. him a oh, yeah. while to back down. Now, yeah. the problem with Kent is that he has a blue check mark. He made no reference to this former tweet right, in his right. tweet. He gave no indication that he was joking. <laughs> he just threw it out there and thought we would all remember this tweet from two years ago here's and the, make the connection. To me, here's the problem yeah. is that he's like in no way connected to like the Thunder or connected to like any of this other stuff. And so like if a Thunder beat writer tweeted that, like if – Brett or like even Fred Katz tweeted that like everyone would immediately know it was a joke, you know, but like some random guy who does periscopes in his backyard tweets it. You think that he's like trying to get famous or something or like trying to be like the first one to get it, you know, um, yeah, in all the only reality reason, is a joke. Yeah. The only reason he was talking about it was because he's loosely connected to the watching the big 10. Yeah. That's a high-level joke for Kent. I'll say that. Yeah, it went over a lot of our heads. It really, it really did, 
Shout out to Ken, who who I mentioned this to you, and I went back and watched on YouTube. Really sounds like Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. (laughs) Ned Ryerson. That's so good. (laughs) Uh, But I hope Kent gets a job because I'm I'm worried about him. I mean, he's got a beautiful backyard, but the summer's coming up, and then it's the winter. Winter is coming, Kent, and I'm worried about you. (laughs) I hope you can get a job, man. Please just start a podcast like everyone else. You don't need to do this. He does have his Periscope sponsored, though, by his dentist. Yes, by his dentist, who he brings up at the beginning of every single episode. (laughs) It's very exciting. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, I've got to go. Okay. Is do we have anything else? Did you have anything else before the last segment? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I'll be signing off here. Uh, I'm going to do uh, some birthday things on my birthday. So if you could leave us a five star iTunes review, that could be the best birthday present you could leave me. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow Alex at Al Baby Cakes. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Welcome to the Deborah Buckets Basketball Hour. This is your host, Al Babycakes, a.k.a. Herman Frankman. Now, I have a brand new segment for you today. Very excited. This is a segment that I hope to continue to do throughout the summer while we're all bored because there's no basketball. Andrew has abandoned me. He's abandoned me today. So I'm going to do this segment for you, the listener. Just you and me, the only two people in the world. Now, this segment is called Reddit Roundup. Listen, we all consider ourselves NBA fans, but we can't always keep up with the inside jokes, the trade rumors, and the dumb things happening with the other 29 teams. That's where Reddit Roundup comes in. Each week on Reddit Roundup, I pick one team and bring you the five hottest, juiciest, wettest stories I can find. What are the real fans of these 29 teams talking about behind closed doors in their team's personal subreddit? Now, some of these things you may already know. You might be a huge dork who visits other teams' subreddits, and so maybe this won't be all new info for you, okay? Well, guess what? This segment isn't for you, you big nerd. This is for everyone else. I'm trying to uh, raise... Uh, the education level, the NBA education level of everyone else in the Thunder fan base so that over the course of these next, I think I counted it, 22 weeks of the summer, you will become uh, smart enough to converse with fans of other teams. So without further ado, the first week of Reddit Roundup takes a trip down to the hot, hot desert of Phoenix, Arizona to take a look at the Phoenix Suns. Our first story in this week's Reddit Roundup, hashtag Valley Boys. Now, this is something I didn't know about, but the Suns' young core has a brand new nickname, the Valley Boys, hashtag Valley Boys. And by the way, boys is spelled with a Z, B-O-Y-Z, Valley Boys. Now, this nickname originated in a Calais, Calais, that's a tough name to say because you're getting ready to say Ubre. And so your mind is tricked into saying Kelly. Kelly Oubre Instagram post back in January 
And this nickname has since blown up to the point where Ubre has trademarked the name. He trademarked it in April, even though he's a free agent this summer. He's that he's that confident, that much of belief in the Valley Boys moniker. He's he's trademarking it. There's already a Valley Boys clothing line. There's even a hand sign that guys like uh, DeAndre Ayton do. And it's hard to describe it over over the airwaves, but basically you do the OK sign, you know, with the threes sticking up in the back, but then you bring your middle finger back down as part of the circle, and then your pinky finger and your ring finger, you make those into a V, and then your ring finger forms the, the top of the B. So you're, you're spelling out Valley Boys. Hashtag Valley Boys. So there you know, you're, you're already a little bit smarter. Okay, story number two. Who is Devin Booker's trainer this offseason? So this comes from Evan Sittery, who is a Suns beat writer, also host of the Locked On Suns podcast. In a tweet a few days ago, he said, looks like Devin Booker is working out in Miami this offseason with David Alexander. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, I know all the big trainers. I know who Devin, David Alexander is. I know what that means. Of course you do. That's the trainer who Evans says was key to Victor Oladipo's unreal physical transformation. So this is some good dirt for you. When we get into August and September and we're in hashtag muscle watch season and Devin Booker comes back looking absolutely shredded, you're going to be able to say to your friends, oh, that's because he was working out with David Anderson, of course, the famous trainer. And your friends are going to be so proud of you. Hashtag Valley Boys. Story number three on Reddit Roundup for the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker roasts a hater. So a few days ago, the Suns made an Instagram post with a picture of Devin Booker. And it said, Devin Booker was chosen as a finalist for the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award. Congrats, Book. Then Instagram user Tanner underscore then underscore U13. Tanner than U13 replied, at least he might win something. Woo! Wow. What a burn. But then, wait, here comes Devin Booker, aka D Book on Instagram, swooping in for the kill. Devin replied to that comment with, that's not nice. I win at some things. Boom! Roasted! Tanner than you, 13, you just got roasted. Good luck licking those wounds after that one. That's not nice. Hashtag Valley Boys. Story number four. What will the Suns do with their pick? This comes from John Gambadoro, co-host of Burns and Gambo, weekdays at 2 p.m. on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports. Gambo as he's known by his friends, said on a May 9th show that if the Suns don't land Zion or Jaw, they will look to trade their pick. Now, what is interesting about this to me is who Suns fans think might be a trade target. From my research, very well-respected Suns people, you know, very sober people, no, no crazies, you know, just regular people that, that the fans trust, they have continually brought up the idea of trading for Grizzlies point guard Mike Conley. 32-year-old Mike Conley, who, granted, had a great year this season. 
one of his best years of his career. But also, he is more than a decade older than Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. A decade. You think old man Conley is going to want to be a hashtag Valley Boy? Listen, I'm going to say something crazy. Conley is a vastly superior player to the guy I'm about to mention. But if you're going to trade the number six pick for a point guard, me personally, honestly, someone who could potentially be available, I'd rather trade it for Lonzo. Now, hold on. Stay with me for a second. One, we already know that there's that connection between Lonzo and Phoenix. His dad mentioned it. You can tell this guy would be such a good Valley boy. Oh, my gosh. Lonzo would be such a good hashtag Valley boys. He'd make a ton of sense next to Devin Booker. He's a, he's a, he's a much better defender than Booker. Yeah, he can't shoot, but Devin Booker's a great shooter. Uh, Lonzo would be a great facilitator. I, I think it could work. I think it'd be a nice little pairing. He fits their timeline, more importantly. He's still super young. He's only going into his third season. And then, if you're the Lakers, now you have the fourth and the sixth pick to offer to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. I mean, come on. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal, I feel like. Now, I know a lot of people are down on Lonzo for very legitimate reasons, but I still believe. And if they're going to really go for a point guard, do you want one of these random guys? All right. You'll notice that the sound has changed. That is because my internet went out for the second time. But I had to come back to you to give you story number five of Reddit Roundup. Where do dumb rumors come from? So this is actually the story that inspired this segment, and it's one that you've probably heard of. On May 6th, which was nine days ago, a Reddit user made a post about a fake trade proposal they had heard involving the Suns' first-round pick, TJ Warren, and Tyler Johnson for Russell Westbrook. And where did this Suns fan hear this fake trade? On a local sports radio show in Oklahoma City. A Suns fan living in OKC heard it on the Sports Animal and then put it onto the Suns subreddit. The comment section for this post on Reddit was literally two Suns fans who clearly live in OKC talking about which guys on the Sports Animal they like. One guy says, as far as the Sports Animal is concerned, Traber and Eschbach are actually pretty cool off the waves. Pretty cool off the waves. Jim Traber and Al Eshbeck are actually pretty cool off the waves. You, you know, on the waves, I get it. You might not like them, but you get those guys off the waves, man. You're just hanging out with them, having a drink. They're pretty cool dudes. Especially Al, he says. But yeah, kind of childish sports radio. Especially that turd Rogers. <laughs> Which this guy said a lot, had a lot of language that I could not use on the podcast. But I felt like turd was fine. It's a very funny word to use, especially when describing Mark Rogers, who I'm assuming is a very nice guy. But this guy thinks that Mark Rogers is a turd. So I'm guessing that I'm, I'm guessing that maybe this fake trade came or originated with Mark Rogers. I, I don't know for sure, though. It's some it came, though, from Oklahoma City local sports radio. OK, now fast forward three days. Jeremy Clough of the Arizona Republic, which, by the way, is the state's largest newspaper, 
posted about the fake trade on azcentral.com. Think of that as like newsok.com. And then think of that, (laughs) an article on newsok.com about a Reddit post. Okay. Jeremy opens his article with, it's NBA trade rumor season and there's new speculation out there involving the Phoenix Suns and a point guard. Just not a point guard most people are expecting. Oklahoma City Thunder guard Russell Westbrook. The rest of the article goes on to cite the Reddit posts from three days earlier about something one of the guys on the Sports Animal said. All right, fast forward to yesterday when Twitter account at Basketball Rehab tweeted out, the Phoenix Suns have had initial initial conversations with the OKC Thunder about a Russell Westbrook trade. Nothing serious yet, but side eyes emoji. This tweet would go on to get 61 retweets and 150 likes, which was enough attention to make its way onto Thunder Twitter and blow up our timelines yesterday. And then, to bring this all full circle, Twitter user at OzzyGarcia11 tweeted at Dylan Buckingham and Todd Lisenby, hey, can you guys talk about the rumor of the Suns wanting Westbrook and trade scenarios? So to recap... A sports radio host in OKC throws out a fake Russ to Phoenix trade. A Suns fan living in OKC posts about the fake trade on the Suns subreddit. A reporter for the Arizona Republic, the state's largest newspaper, posts about this quote-unquote rumor on azcentral.com. A few days later, a random Twitter account tweets about the rumor, causing an OKC fan to ask a sports radio host in OKC to comment on the fake trade. The moral of this story is that we're all idiots. We've got to stop using the internet, and we all have worms in our brains. All right, so that wraps up the first edition of Reddit Roundup. If there's a team you'd like me to feature in the next couple weeks, send me a tweet. Let me know. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Brand new segment, Reddit Roundup. Hashtag... Valley Boys. You heard Andrew say it. You can find Andrew at Andrew K. Schlecht. You can find me at L. Baby Kicks. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. It's hump day. We're going to see you back on Friday on the Frapod. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to the Deborah Buckets Basketball Hour. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> 